Greetings, holiday shoppers. Uh, my name is Joseph Wade. I'm the host of Christmas Creeps. Normally on the show, we poke fun at holiday movies and specials in grand curmudgeon fashion. But today we've got a special treat lined up for you. What you're about to hear is part four of a seven-part story entitled The House of the Seven Santas by John Kendrick Bangs. This is a collaborative effort between ourselves and six other Christmas podcasts. To hear this story from the beginning, visit christmaspastpodcast.com. We'll put a link in the show notes. And now, without further ado, we present to you part four of The House of the Seven Santas. So the party broke up, and within an hour the clubhouse went dark. Dr. Mallerby assumed possession of a single room adjoining that of their little guest so that he might keep an eye on his newly acquired patient through the night, and the others distributed themselves about on the upper floors. At midnight, all was as still as a sylvan dell in the depths of a winter's night, when no sounds of birds or of rustling leaves or of babbling waters break in upon the quiet of the scene. It was three o'clock in the morning when Dr. Mallerby was roused suddenly from his sleep by the sound of stealthy footsteps in the adjoining room, where the little sleeper lay. He rose hastily from his couch and entered the room, and was much surprised to see in the dim light of the hall lamp no less a person than Doble, acting rather suspiciously too. Hello? What are you up to, Dobby? He queried in a low whisper as he espied that worthy, clad in a robe of two ample proportions, stealing out of the room. "'Why, nothing, Mallaby, nothing,' replied Doble, evidently much embarrassed. "'I... I just thought I'd run down and see how the little chap was getting along. I, I'm something of a father myself, you know.' "'What's all this?' continued the doctor, as his eye fell upon a number of strange-looking objects spread along the foot of the bed, far beyond the reach of the little toes of the sleeper, a book of rhymes with a gorgeous red cover, a small tin trumpet with a pleasing variety of stops, a box of tin soldiers, and a complete Rough Rider's outfit, sword, cap, leggings, and blouse, not to mention an assortment of other things well calculated to delight the soul of youth. Why? faltered Doble, his face turning red as the flag of anarchy. You see, I happen to have these things along with me, Mallaby, for my own kitties, you know, and it sort of seemed a pity to not get some use out of them on Christmas morning, and so, oh, well, you know, old man. The hand of the doctor gripped that of the intruder, and he tried to assure him that he did know, but he couldn't. He choked up, and was about to turn away when the door began moving slowly upon its hinges once more, and Grantham entered, quite as much after the fashion of the stealthy-footed criminal as Doble. He, too, carried a variety of packages, and under each arm was a tightly packed golf stocking. He started back as he saw Doble and the doctor standing by the bedside, but it was too late. They had caught him in the act. Ah, Grantham, said Doble with a grin. Giving an imitation of a second-story man, eh? What are you going to do with those two stuffed clubs? Sandbag somebody? Uh, yeah, said Grantham sheepishly. I've had it in for the doctor for some time, and I thought I'd sneak down and give him one while he slept. All right, Granny, smiled the doctor. Just hang your clubs on the foot of the bed here, and after I've got to sleep again, come in and perpetrate the dastardly deed. Fact is, boys, said Grantham seriously. 
These things I was taking over to my youngsters are going to waste under the circumstances, and I had an idea it wouldn't hurt our guest here to wake up just once to a real Santa Claus feast. Fine, said the doctor. Looks to me as if this youngster had thrown doubles. Dobby here has already fitted him out with a complete army and various other things too numerous to mention. Why, look who's here, cried Doble, interrupting the doctor as the door swung open a third time and Seymour appeared, his raiment consisting of a blanket and a pair of carpet slippers, causing him in the dim of light to give the impression of an Indian on the warpath. By Jove, Tommy, he added, all you need is a tomahawk in one hand and a bunch of wooden seagulls in the other to pass for that puller in of a tobacco shop. What are you after sneaking in here like old sitting bull at this unholy hour of the morning? After the kid's scalp? To hear part five of The House of Seven Santas, visit weirdchristmas.com or search for Weird Christmas on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you download podcasts. And hey, while you're at it, check out the rest of our episodes at christmascreeps.com, your one-stop shop for holiday movies all year round.